हेलो पीपल गुड मॉर्निंग नमस्कार आई एम रशीद कपन वेलकमिंग यू बैक टू डी एच रेडियो The TomTom Index's latest global survey showed Bengaluru's traffic speeds to be the second slowest in the world after London. The recent Karnataka state budget chose to address this by allocating funds for junction upgrades and new elevated corridors. But there are big issues both about the state's plans and the TomTom Index itself. In this episode, we have independent mobility expert Satya Arikutaram elaborate on the index and traffic decongestion measures proposed for bengaluru listen in welcome to dh radio satya thank you rashid thanks for inviting me yeah so the recent uh, state budget had allocated a certain amount of money for bengaluru's development specifically with reference to this new survey which showed that bangalore's traffic speeds are among the lowest in fact the second lowest in the world after london do you think that the budget allocation for upgrade of 75 high traffic congested junctions across the city will be sufficient uh, that's a good question rashid firstly i would want to comment on the tom tom index itself it's a bit misleading to take the values of the second congested city at face value for the following reasons one the tom tom index is for cars okay it doesn't take into account any travel time by metro or and as you know bangalore is predominantly two wheeler rather than cars so it's a bit misleading to say bangalore is the second most consistent having said that the tom tom numbers themselves are an average they are not the worst travel time say for instance it says we are the second uh, most congested city and we take about 23 minutes to travel 10 kilometers i would give that time any day you clearly know you can't travel 10 kilometers in 23 minutes in bangalore on any normal peak hour period so that's why i think it's a bit misleading to take tom tom index at face value so that's the first thing it's basically mostly for cars and it doesn't take into account metro travel and also the predominance of two wheelers in bangalore The reason I say this is just say for instance it ranks London as the most congested city. No Londoner is complaining about that. Very simply because nobody commutes to central London uh, using cars. Most of them travel by underground or by the suburban rail system. So that has to be viewed in context. Coming to the budget allocation, the details are quite sparse. It says it wants to allocate 150 crores to sort of decongest 75 important junctions. unless we know the details we can't understand whether it's going to be impactful although it says that um, uh, it's mostly related to traffic signal optimization which is a welcome move i would say because as you know the recent uh, implementation of common sense regulations and common sense measures at hebal junction clearly gave a travel time benefit so that shows compliance with existing rules and regulations itself will give a big significant improvement in travel times and journey times in bangalore okay yep. now since we speaking about the congested junctions what is the real problem with our junctions i mean the traffic signals themselves if you see there is something called as uh, optimum use of all the green time across all the arms of a particular junction so often uh, you might have experience you'll be having a red signal and you will see the junction is completely empty because the green time allocated to other arms of the junction is not being utilized fully for a simple reason it's not optimized so if you have dynamic signaling wherein you actually try to maximize the capacity of the intersection itself then your wait times at intersections will get reduced so that is something which has been talked about for a decade now but it's never been done in full intent or full sincerity 
So I'm hoping that this 150 crores, which is meant for important, I mean, the certified junctions, is mostly to optimize the existing signals or to create those so-called signal-free corridors wherein you really understand the dynamic flow between each signal to signal and try to make sure that the green time at intersections, uh, available green time is fully utilized. Okay, since you mentioned signal-free corridors, Mm. Uh, we already have one running in parts on old airport road. But what has happened is, since they have not built those subways simultaneously, traffic calming has become a problem. So, ah, okay, okay. so they come at high speeds from one junction because there is a new subway or a intersection there. Got they it. come at high speed and then come get stuck at the next junction where, as part of the original project, ah. they had to build a subway there. I understand. So it's basically only components of the full solution has been built, but not the full solution yet. Yeah. See, I mean, that's been the problem uh, in the sense that, say, for instance, what junctions you identify as congested five years ago may not be the most congested now. But uh, unfortunately, all these plans, once they, when they drop five years ago, usually they wouldn't have funding and funding comes belatedly after five, six years. But the authorities do not understand that they need to revisit the whole thing again to understand what is the current problem. So that's how there's this big lag between our intervention in creating assets or in optimizing the assets utility. Whereas the dynamic traffic has moved elsewhere and that's why we are always chasing the problem rather than solving the problem. Now the budget also talks about elevated corridors. Now we have had you know, several elevated corridor proposals in the past, which obviously led to a lot of public protest because there was no public consultation. Correct. Now, the budget proposes another 5-kilometer elevated corridor from Teen Factory to Maeda Halli. Yeah. Do you think this will make a difference? Uh, my thoughts, Rashid, is basically, when they say elevated road, I just do not know what is the purpose and what is the problem statement here. And then, have they studied the network-wide effects of putting this extra capacity of this 5 kilometers? Because usually what happens is, the general principles in urban area is, if you try to decongest a particular intersection, you just move away the problem to the next junction, unless you have considered the entire network-wide impacts of your intervention. So I haven't seen any modeling outputs or simulation exercise being undertaken to justify this 5 kilometer elevated road. I'm hoping that this is a statement of intent rather than a project per se. So BMLTA, which is now fully functional, hopefully, since the act was passed in December, now they should take the lead in making sure that whether these interventions make sense on a network-wide effect, because it shouldn't become a zero-sum game. You travel fantastically between Medhali and Yashwantpur and get down at Medhali or Yashwantpur railway station and you get in a huge clog traffic jam, like you rightly mentioned on what's happening on the old airport road. So that's the bane of all these so-called bandit solutions. So I can't comment whether it will be efficient or not without knowing whether such an analysis has been conducted. We, while talking about the survey, global survey, we spoke about uh, London. Yeah. Now, London is a very steep congestion tax for vehicles entering the CBD area. Correct. Now, even in Bangalore, that has been proposed. Do you think that such a tax will work in Bangalore? Um, in principle, it should, but in practice, we still don't have the necessary infrastructure. I think without being cynical, our planning capacity is unable to even optimize traffic signals. So how can they implement a congestion pricing scheme? So that's my first question. But in principle, yes, you can do that. But whether you would require that or not is a function of whether we have exhausted all the common sense measures available to us even today, like traffic signal optimization, 
making sure our land use is not misused in the sense that you build a home where a home should be built rather than a factory. So these are the sort of things which we need to take care of the hygiene issues, planning hygiene issues. Only if you exhaust the capacity of these measures, you should think of road pricing. That's what London did. London did not introduce the congestion pricing till 2005. So yeah, in principle, yes, but in practice, I would want other what you call quick win solution to be exhausted before even we think about congestion pricing. Another solution which has been implemented in a few roads is the parking with, you know, steep parking fee mm -hmm. and also penalty if you even mm -hmm. miss the deadline. Mm -hmm. Now, can this be scaled up or is it the right way to go? Yeah, parking definitely is something which has to be priced. There's no question about it. The key point is the parking plans, which uh, I think has been talked about by BBP for a long time. They have not been able to implement it. And I think I'll give a simple example. They've got this huge facility in central Bangalore, just uh, near the Freedom Park. They have not been able to use it. They have not been able to inaugurate it for the last three years because they are unable to get vendors to maintain that parking facility, which has been built at a huge cost. Like, say, for instance, when you build a parking facility, does it have access? Does it serve the CBD area properly? Does it have last mile connected? Say, for instance, I would love to go to Majestic area and park there in that place. Uh, if I know how to access that area in the first place, and then if my end users, say for shopping on Kempegoda Road and other things, are, I can do that by just walking from that car park to all those things. These are things which uh, BBP completely uh, misses. And that's the reason why parking lots are provided where people don't want it. And where it's provided also, it's suboptimally used because BBMP doesn't have a plan as to how to make sure that these facilities are well used through private sector participation or making sure that the access roads and canvassing that such a facility exists that where you can safely park. All these things are missing components, Rashid. And that's the reason why parking plans are failing miserably. But yes, in principle, parking is a prized commodity. It has to be done. It's the cost of private ownership and that has to be recognized here. Yeah. In the CBD area, we have places like, you know, commercial street and other uh, commercial hubs. Now, even if you ban parking, if you have a parking bay in some distance, if you arrange a way for people to seamlessly get to the parking place uh, and to the commercial place, like shuttle buses or shuttle... Absolutely, absolutely right. Even walklings, if it's yeah. a pleasant walk of, say, 800 meters, people would love to do that. The state budget doesn't make any mention of NMT, no. non-motorized transport or these kind of walkway no. improvement. No. And I think whatever budget they have announced in the state, I would want all those things to be vetted by BMNTA. Because we can't create random projects just because an MLA wishes to do so or an MP wants it. It has to be a solution which is required by the city and it is sustainable in the long run. So that's the reason why BMLT was created. Uh, so I think the state government would do well to allow BMLT to function independently, autonomously in a professional manner. Okay, with that we come to the end of today's conversation. Thanks a lot for joining us, Satya. Thanks a lot, Rashid. You have a good day. And that's all we have for you today. To keep you updated on all things news and views, head straight to deckinheral.com.